welcome back to Sweat and Grime, guys. I'm your host, Brian. And Rick. And we are back for another episode. And in all honesty, we were just talking about it here. Um, neither one of us is sure where this this episode's going to go. Um, I do want to start off by talking about something that was revealed to us here just a minute ago. Oh. You don't drink milk. What kind of weirdo doesn't drink milk? Who drinks milk? Milk is delicious. What are you talking about? <clears throat> Two percenter or whole milk? Or oh, skim I love milk. whole milk. I can't really? do whole milk all the time because I get fat because mm. I drink so much milk. Yeah, I don't drink milk no more. My grandpa used to make uh, ice cream when I lived with him in the summer times helping on the farm. Yep. And he'd literally take the cow tit, get the milk into the bowl. Do we have to edit that? No. You said tit. I said tit. Well, it's better than penis. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so Why are you the way that you are? I ask that question every day. <laughs> And uh, so he had come in, and if you haven't ever had ice cream from the cow, it's fucking disgusting. So he churns, I think it's the word, churn. 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 With a churn, yep. yeah. So we'd milk the cow, and I'd get down there and help him pull the udders and shit and give a little to the cat, Wait, you know? Just to back up here, were you milking <clears throat> the cows or the bulls? Maybe that's why you hated it well, so much. Well, it depends if it was like if it was going to be pre calving season or if we were doing like <laughs> ice cream shit, you know, for the milk. So, um, so yeah, dude, I'd fucking I'd help my grandpa sit there and pull the udder, the tit, the teat, <clears throat> the teat, the teat. You call it. And you know, do you know, like if you look at a farmer's hand, like how muscular they are, mm-hmm. they have certain hands. That oh yeah, there's there's around. you 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 can't just now now for anyone listening if you're not familiar you can't just jump in and squeeze a teat no you you've no, got to have gotta, a methodical yeah. motion you got to roll those fingers yeah so that you're and it's fucking dude time you're done your hands so oh, sore it's brutal like, it, it's harder than fucking jerking off it, yes you know <laughs> you know what I mean like it fucking hurts dude so bold strategy cotton let's see if it pays off for him. So, tell, tell us more, Rick. <laughs> so here we were, story. balls deep. <laughs> but uh, balls deep and milk in a bowl. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> From the backside. Oh God. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, so we're sitting there, and we'd come in with like this big old um, bucket of cow milk. Yep. And you would scrape, scrape the, the cream off, shit off. Yeah. Oh, you're talking. <clears throat> oh no, the Fumunda shit. It was nasty. Like the. Okay, I'm. I'm thinking. Of the, the next step where you actually take the cream and yep. skim it so that, off, which that was is delicious. Like, I don't know if it was the next hour or next day. Yep. I was young. Gotta let the cream rise. <clears throat> yep. Oof. Oh, yeah. Fucking it's nasty. So, oh, it's so good. So then he'd take that with like some ingredients and he'd throw it in a blender. <coughs> we'd stick it in the freezer and then we'd have ice cream. <coughs> and I don't know about you, but I don't like to chew my ice cream. Right. Yeah, like you literally had to chew this shit. Said just, I think you've had a terrible experience with this whole so, ice milk, cream and cow milk is, thing. Milk is just fucking disgusting. Oh, it's so good. You know? I will, I will <clears throat> legit drink about a gallon. Yeah, a gallon to a gallon and a half That's myself nasty, over a dude. week. It's so good. You know, you you're probably one of the, one of the guys that fucking instead of pull the toilet paper over, it goes back around the wrong side and no I'm, not, I'm not an animal you drink i'm milk. not an animal yeah that's you, drink you got other issues if that's the way you roll toilet paper like hey, there you got you know look dude you need to reevaluate your life if that's the way you roll toilet paper <laughs> so we're 
I, I won't say I've stooped to that level. Mango tear? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Tear? You need to think about your life decisions if yeah. your toilet paper goes off the back side of the gross, road. So, you know, you don't even need milk to live. Like, you could drink water. You don't have to drink milk. You don't have to drink. You get to drink milk. What, what goes good with milk besides, like, cookies? You got cookies? Anything sweet. So, <clears throat> so if you're doing pie, get you a glass of milk with it. What about coffee? It cuts that sweet. Oh, you got to put cream in coffee. No, I drink it black. I know you do, and that's weird. Like, black coffee is just, like, if I wanted to lick someone's asshole, that's drinking black coffee. Well, then I'd but take another cup of fucking ground and throw it in the filter for me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you Let's you start a debate here. What, let's, let's ask that's the true. audience of what, they, over, what they talk. Okay, now I can legitimately, it's not just a plug. Yeah. Head over to dieselandironproductions.com. Yeah. Let's start a debate here. Go to the here. podcast yeah. tab. And you can come to this episode. It should be one of the first ones up. And you can comment down below. Let us know. Do you drink milk? Do you like creamer in your coffee? Because I'm going to tell you what about legit black coffee? right Just now. Just straight up black fuck coffee. Fuck the black coffee. Fuck the creamer. Fuck co creamer opens mm. it up. It gives you all those nice flavors and aromas that that coffee is really known for having. Take your fucking Excuse man I'm sorry, out. guys. I'm drinking, I'm drinking beer right now. And... I, you're just going to have to deal with some burps on this one. I'm sorry. I'm an animal. Brian's got a map on. I, you know. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's how we're firing off this episode, apparently, because yep. uh, we don't really know where we're going with it. These nuts. These nuts. So, uh, okay, I do have something legitimate that we can talk about. All right. Weed. What do you think about weed in the industry? Well, weed in the industry, I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, you know, it really depends on the employer drug testing, this and that, uh, they make fake piss. You could pass a couple of tests, just FYI, um, just, just a disclaimer, everyone, we officially did not say you can pass a drug test. I will agree with Rick. If you, if you choose certain fake piss things, you could pass, you can pass, but we are not saying that you should. I'm not and saying you should. That you will. I'm not saying just, you I just, I just want to put that disclaimer out I'm there. I'm just, I'm just speaking from just, the visual experiences yeah, from what I we've saw. heard. Yeah, those damn guys <laughs> in sweat and grime told me this shit would work. Bagel tear. Whatever part. You know, I'm really not against it. You know, I used to have a guy we called Hot Rod Man, and uh, he ran a bulldozer. And before lunch, dude, this guy. Like, he was a phenomenal bulldozer operator, come down to finish grades. Yep. And, like, before lunch, like, I struggled to maybe get two, maybe on a good day, three, you know, depending on the lot size. Yep. And this guy we called Hot Rod lived up to his name. Like, he was in the NASCAR, had all the stickers and shit, and I thought that's why we called him Hot Rod when I was first in the industry. This dude had some fucking 100-mile-an-hour weed, and... By lunchtime, he had have one finish grade done, and by 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, he would have four or five, and they were precise, like, two to tenth. You know, I, you know, some people, some people do really well. Some people, I will say that, some people, and I will say from my experiences uh, with, with the tokers on the job, that that is a very few select people that operate that way because most of the guys that I know when they when they fire up they're fucking worthless for the rest of the day some are they get the munchies yeah it, they just don't want to do shit and they think they're doing a great job and it's like their production does slow you know down. I will so so I'm going to back up before I say some things that sound like I'm shitting all over it. 
You are. You are. Excuse me. I, you know, over. I sound like it, but here's the honest truth. I'm sorry again for the burps. You're just gonna have to deal with it, guys. We're. I've got a beer going. It's. It's. You know, nine o'clock at night. I'm allowed to drink on my own podcast. Damn it. I, Quit yeah, giving I me shit. I guess. God. Anyway. Why are you the way that you are? I don't know. I just, just, it's what you got to deal with. But um, <clears throat> no, legitimately, I am all for weed. Uh, I actually smoke every night. That's the way that I wind down in the evenings because like I just, you know, having a beer is fine. Having a whiskey is fine. Yeah. But like getting shit faced is like, no, it's, it's got to the horrible. point, especially now that I'm older, <clears throat> like hangovers are fucking miserable. You know, Absolutely I've actually miserable. seen. I've actually seen alcohol affect guys' performance come in the next day. Oh yeah, versus Way a guy that got high last night yeah. comes okay. in. Well, does like a I phenomenal said, job. so we've been working together for how long? Uh, at least a year. That I've been legitimately coming on your job and working with you as yeah, an operator. I would have to say two, two years. Yeah, are we? Are we really a two? Yeah. Year? Th- look, we ended last year's season. Yeah, we're about to end this year's no season. No shit. Yeah, that is two years. Fuck. Oh, fuck Time that. flies. Yeah. So would you say you've ever seen me just like totally off? You want the honest truth? Uh, maybe not, but yeah. Give me the honest truth. No. <laughs> okay. No. All right. No, I haven't. Whew. I was sweating that one for a minute, but no. but no, I legitimately, that is my evening come down. We, you know, right before uh, my wife and I get into bed to watch a show together, I come down to the basement, I light up, and then I get in bed, we relax, watch our show together. That's like my evening yeah. come down. You know, some people, some people, that's just what they enjoy and that's what they prefer. That I don't see a problem with it in the work field. I don't necessarily say go do it on the job. No, 100%. And, um, and that's you know, where I do, I, I do want to be very specific that there is a time and place and on the job is not it. Yeah. Don't go out for lunch and come back high. Yeah, fuck you know? no. No, there's nothing the, worse than smell. Like fucking weed walking around, and, and then like OSHA shows up on the job or some shit. It, but it's it's it even goes beyond that. Um, even if OSHA isn't a threat, even if you know you're not going to get caught, the bigger thing is, uh, again, we talk about Earth moving a lot on this show because that's what Rick and I know. But it applies to any of the trades. You know, if you're an electrician working around high voltages, you know, any of these trades where you're in these situations, which by default we are because we are the trades. You don't need to have your mind altered at all. No, we're putting like, we're putting a lot of situations where you actually got to be thinking and present. You got to be thinking. No delays. Clear, yes, with no delay is the key <clears throat> key word there. You've got to be clear headed. And so, I, I will say, I do not think, and I may have some people feel free to jump on the website and disagree with me, but I am one hundred percent opposed to guys smoking on the job. Do whatever the fuck you want after right. after you get off work. If you want to. Toke on your way home, by all means, I am all for that, and I will fight for you to have hey, that right to on, do that. What's on your time? Your time at the government these days? I mean, it's starting to come around where it's getting legalized. Yep. You know, dispensaries fucking popping up everywhere. Yeah. Edibles, I went to my first dispensary. Edibles everywhere. Yeah. Like the dispensary was kind of a unique experience. I I'd never been know, to one before. I just don't sweet. think I just don't think you could frown upon it when something's starting to come legal. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Either side of the pendulum there, you know, you just went to your first dispensary. Yeah. Did you uh, buy something? I did. Uh, mm-hmm. We bought, we bought a, uh, a pre-roll and it was, uh, it was actually rolled in wax and then they rolled it in Keef and it was really, really good. I know nothing about this shit. It was really good. It was, it was quite potent, like l- two puffs. And I was like, okay, we're good. We're sailing. All right. 
And then, uh, and then we also bought some edibles and the edibles actually, believe it or not. So I've never been a huge fan of edibles just because it's really hard to gauge how it's going to hit you. And generally you have this huge wide open window of it could take effect in an hour or in like three. <laughs> Depends how the batch was mixed out and poured. Oh my God. So, so funny story, uh, back when I was, uh, just out of college living down in Texas, I had a buddy of mine that we were you know, best friends at the time. And, and we had a long history together. And so he was bringing his, basically I knew she was going to be his wife over like, like they had been dating long enough. I hadn't officially met in her met metin. Is that a word? Metin? Metin. I had never Michigan. met in her. Uh, <laughs> so I'd never met her before and he was going to bring her over, but they had been dating long enough. And I had been talking to him enough. Like, you know, there's just sometimes, you know, that's the one. And that's the way this girl was. But she's like a super staunch. Are we on fucking Cupid.com? I think that's actually where they met, believe it or not. Oh, I thought that's what this show was turning no, no, into. No, 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 So, So he's going to bring her. She's a super staunch Christian. She actually uh, teaches at the college level, like, Bible history. I don't even know what the fuck she teaches. But she's, like, super straight and narrow. And here I am, you know. Yeah. And so, um, at the time kind of happening at the same time, I had a grandfather that was suffering from Parkinson's. And so, uh, it was kind of about, this is, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. So this is kind of when all of the stuff was coming out about how impactful weed could be for Parkinson's. And so I was like, well, fuck, I'm going to do a great thing here. I'm going to make my grandfather (laughs) these fucking brownies. Oh, and yeah. and I'm gonna let him eat the brownies and and hopefully it'll help with the trimmers. And he probably didn't even tell him. Oh no 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 no! He was he, I, I was very above board with everything. I wasn't gonna be an asshole and send him to the moon without his permission. But uh, <laughs> but he's Adios! yeah exactly. So so I'm like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm doing this really chivalrous thing. I'm gonna make him these brownies. So I hit up one of my contacts. I got this really high dollar weed. It was really good. It was a sativa. So he's not gonna be super sleepy and. You know, I do all this homework on the internet of how you're supposed to, you know, you have to bake it in a certain way or else you actually bake off all the THC and you don't actually mm. get any of the benefits. So I put a lot of fucking work and, and time into this project to make these weed brownies. And I'm on my way down to, they were living with my parents at the time. So I'm on my way down to my parents' place and I'm like, well, fuck, I don't know how to dose these things because I have no idea how strong these are going to be. I should probably eat a little bit and just, you know, a little bit, just enough to get a little buzz off of it. So I know kind of how to gauge and everybody can probably predict how the story goes, but I'm going to tell it. So I'm on my way down. I'm like, actually, I think it was about an hour before I even left. I took a bite and uh, I'm just waiting, waiting, waiting. Hang on. You took a bite. Took a bite. You're on the way down. No, no, no. This is before I even leave. Oh, I, I was thinking like you're on the way down to grandpa's house already. Oh, no, no, not yet. Oh, all right. So I take a bite and I wait like an hour. It was an hour before we had to leave and I'm not feeling anything. I'm like, well, fuck, I better eat this whole fucking thing. Well, I was like, I, I got to I got to get a gauge because I'm not going to I don't want to send grandpa to the moon. Uh, I just want him to kind of calm down a little bit. And so I'm on my way down and I take another bite. And it's about a 45 minute drive down to my folks. So right when I leave, I take another bite and I get all the way to my parents' house. I'm like, what in the fuck? Like I either bake these wrong or this is shit weed. Like I'm not feeling anything off of this. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take one more bite. I'm not doing any more. One more bite. So fuck, take one more bite. 
And my buddy and his girlfriend were coming over to meet all of us. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm hanging out with my grandma and grandpa there sitting there talking and everything. I've only had three bites and I'm not talking huge bites. Like these were, they, these were reasonable bites. My yeah. goal was not to go on a space journey. My goal was just to get a feel. And so I'm sitting there talking to my grandparents and, uh, I'm getting thirsty. So yeah, I get up fucking moonwalking. Oh dude, I get up and I go get a <laughs> glass of water. And I think, I think it was a combination of two things. So the first is it had been like an hour and a half since yeah. I had taken my first bite. And so that was starting to work. The second thing I think happened was all of that had been in my stomach long enough that the THC actually binds to like the oils in the food. Uh, okay. And so I think what happened is when I took a drink of water, I took a nice drink of water, uh, it floated all of that up to the top so that it just absorbed super quick because within five minutes of me sitting down with my glass of water, I was in space and in another dimension and my grandparents were talking. And in my timeline, I was taking about five minutes to respond to every question. And the whole time I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm about to meet this girl. And I can't even fucking think. Yeah, you're fucking like, I was, I like, my head is just, it feels like ocean waves crashing. You done messed up, oh, man, fuck yeah, I messed up. Like my, it felt like ocean waves were crashing over my head. Like there's just this whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? And everyone will ask <laughs> me a question. Losing it, man. Yeah. And I'm like, people would ask me a question or the conversation would naturally be to a point where I'm supposed to it talk. It was just slow mo. And I just felt like I was staring at them when I'm like, wait, now it's my turn to talk. But what did they just say? Okay, she said this and he said that. An appropriate non-high response would be this. And then I would start talking. And to me, it felt like it was 20 minutes that everyone's just staring at me. And so that is how I met my my best friend's girlfriend at the time. Now his wife. They did end up yeah. getting married. You didn't just and, do the smile and nod and oh, you're dude, okay. I'm sure I did. I'm sure I looked, uh -huh. I looked like an idiot over <laughs> in the corner. But so we have this and I'm the whole conversation. They were over for like an hour and a half and the whole conversation. I am just like, I am totally fucking this up. Everyone's aware that I am. <laughs> I'm on the other side of the galaxy right now. And so the next day I come down from it and uh, I talked to my buddy and I said, uh, I just want to apologize about yesterday. And he was like, what do you mean? I said, you didn't think anything was wrong. He's like, well, you seemed kind of quiet, but no, not really. And I was like, well, thank God for that. I was high off of my ass. And he just dies laughing. He's like, what happened? So You I, weren't passing the brownies out to everybody when you're sitting that's there? That's right. Yeah, no. So I, I told him what happened and he's dying laughing. I was like, dude, I was on another planet from you guys. And we were communicating through satellites is, is the best I can explain it. So that batch of brownies, because I had that whole experience happen. I think my grandpa tried one of them and he actually overshot a little bit and went halfway to space. And so they ended up sitting in my parents' freezer. Your grandparents did? My, my, in my parents' freezer. Oh. And so the brownies resided there for probably a good, like three months or so. And so, um, during this whole stage of life, my wife and I were moving around. And so we moved in with my parents at one point in time while we were in transition to our new place. And so one night I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, fuck, I totally forgot about these brownies. I'm going to go. Now the goal is to go to space. Like I'm going to go have a good time and not be paranoid this time. Cause I don't have shit. I don't have anyone to talk to. So I go down to the freezer and I'm all excited. Cause 
anybody that smokes weed, you know how when it's finally smoke time, like or or if you're gonna eat an edible, like you're excited. You're like, all right, it's all time. Right, Party yeah. on. And so I pop open the fridge, no fucking brownies. That's awesome. And I'm like, what in the fuck? What happened? To-? And I'm digging through everything. And my mom rounds the corner. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, did you throw those brownies away that were in here? She goes, no. I said, do you know what happened to them? Yeah. <laughs> I said, what happened to them? I ate them. And I just stopped and turned. Because re- remember, three bites and I was in space. We had a whole fucking pan of brownies in that bag. I was like, how many did you eat? All of them? I was like, what do you mean? All That was a half pan. That was a half pan of brownies by the time it was all said done. She's like, yeah. I said, what happened? She goes, nothing. I was like, bullshit, nothing. There's no way. She goes, I just got sleepy. I'm like, bullshit. You knew exactly she what you were doing. She was up there with fucking space yeah, exactly. jam. She Martians. was out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's wandering around the yard at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> trying yeah. to touch the stars. <laughs> you know, you want to go back to the, go back, circle back and talk about on the job weed. Yep. We used to have this dude called Chompers on the job. Dude. You had a lot of nicknames on your jobs. Dude, dude had like Bucky Beef dealers. Joe One, Joe Two, you got. <laughs> <laughs> we called him Chompers, dude. He had like big Bucky Beef yep. teeth. And uh, he, he had teeth. Teeth. Yeah. He had teeth. You had to pronounce them teeth because <clears throat> yeah. your lips couldn't fit over them. Yeah, they're so fucking big. <laughs> and uh, dude got high as a kite all the time. And he come in with this smoking resume, dude. Like he was flawless when you put down everything on the resume. This was like the dude you wanted to hire. He had everything. He had the operating experience. He had the superintendent experience. He had a project manager experience. He knew how to estimate. Like this dude was just amazing on paperwork. Yep. And uh, I don't know if the dude was high at the time he wrote it, which I'd have to say, yeah, because of what I'm about to get into. But uh, so he shows up and he's probably 12 years older than I am. And uh, dude's constantly smoking down in the morning, running the machine. And uh, at this time, I was like a foreman, right? And uh, I get these phone calls from uh, Jose. We had a couple Spanish labors at the time. And this guy was like, I got demoted for a little bit. This dude took over. And I get this phone call. Hey, you're going to start letting chompers dig the basements and run the jobs. And you're just kind of going to go do whatever. So, all right, whatever. And uh, Jose calls me. He said, hey, amigo. I said, yeah. We got a fucking problem. I said, what's that? Oh, this fucking chompers. He dug a basement. So, yeah, that's what he's supposed to be doing, Jose. <laughs> Mission accomplished? <laughs> right. That's why I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the dude knows what he's doing on paper. Yep. Well, you're you're going to have to come over here and see for yourself, amigo. I need some help. So I get over there. This dude has dug a fucking basement in a circle. He sat in the middle in the of the middle? basement. Yeah, we were digging himself an island. Yeah, we were digging with like a PC four hundred, so you could reach way out. You done messed up, yeah. hey, Ron. And he has his like fucking pedestal, and this dude's sitting there on the excavator, and he can't get it down, and he can't get it out. Right, and I'm like, what in the fuck, dude? Like, what how kind do you of even do that? Yeah, right. how do you even do that? So. I get them out. I jump up there and I run machine out, take care of business, whatever. And the end of the day, dude's sitting there token up, you know, like he's some 
somebody on paper. And I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever. Uh, maybe the dude fucked up, never dug a basement. So I was like, this is how you go about it. Well, step one. Yeah. Don't dig an island. Right. So, <laughs> a so a couple of months go by and uh, I keep letting the boss know. I'm like, yeah, you know, Chomper's there. I, I don't quite think he's all there. I think he was smoking a little weed with the paperwork that you got. I think that was someone else's. It was leftover rolling papers. <laughs> yeah. I think that was someone else's paper. Yeah. Well, it's like he copied and I'll pasted just, his I'll name. I'll borrow this. <laughs> so it was great, dude. Uh, the one morning we're sitting there, um, got all the head honchos coming in. We're getting ready to finish up the subdivision. All these developers are coming. Like the cutting of the ribbon's going to happen. The news is coming in. And uh, Chompers comes back from the party store at lunchtime, reeking like weed. Nice. He's in the hoe, right? Yep. So at this time, I've kicked him out of the mainline hoe, which was the lead excavator on the job. I put him into the hoe pack. Oh yeah, right. Because he was such a phenomenal operator. Right. I was like, yep. "You're gonna, you're gonna really phenomenal that compaction over there, Chompers." Right. So, end of the day, after this long. By day the way, of just for anyone not in the industry, the hoe pack guy is the guy that you put in. So the hoe pack is the guy that says he knows how to operate. <laughs> Yeah. And can't operate for shit. <laughs> right. This is like the step of 101 getting into operating yes. for a labor you, you transition. You get in the whole pack. Right. And so at the end of the day, we're all parking the machines and we got to line them up all um, straight in the line. And so we're tracking all over there and everyone's bringing all these machines. And he jumps back in and he's starting all these machines fucking critiquing them. And I'm like, well, they were all just lined up. Now they're all just fucking jacked up. So I just, whatever. Yeah. Here comes the owner. Here comes the investors. Here comes the head honchos. Well, Chompers decided he was going to go save the day and go whole pack for a little bit longer. So he's out there whole packing and the camera crews are coming in. Everybody's fucking coming in. And I'm not quite sure why he decided to park the machine and get off the way he did. But he comes in high speed right past everybody. Yep. Everyone's kind of already looking at him now, like, what the fuck? Like, he's showing yeah. off. And he parks the tracks on an angle from the cab. Like, so instead of getting out on the cab onto the steps, you got like a foot or so. Yep. It was on like a 45 degree angle. So there was no track to step up. <laughs> the dude gets out. And I've been telling the owner about this. A nice three foot drop for him. Yeah. I, yeah. But watch this. I was telling the owner about how fucking retarded they were for hiring chompers and right. like it finally built up to this scenario the dude leaves the machine running and again he's trying to tweak all the machines to get them lined up straight as he lifts up the safety latch to get out he goes out he slips he misses his step the fucking machine's running his fucking hoodie and his shirt slip over the fucking handle and he is dangling and the fucking horn is going off <laughs> He's fucking dangling, dude. And the news crew's there. Everybody's there. And I was like, there's your fucking. There's your all-star. There's your all-star right there, bud. <laughs> fucking higher than a kite, dude. Just sitting there fucking dangling on the side of the excavator, man. That's awesome. <laughs> so I don't know if weed exactly weed on, on the, the job. job. Yeah, weed and the job don't mix. <clears throat> you know, there's a million different ways to get around and eat an apple pie. <laughs> just not on the job. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you should have been there, dude. It was it was just phenomenal. Yeah, that's awesome. 
I'm trying to think if we had any, I don't think we had anything that extreme happen. We just, we typically had the typical story of either it was a guy who drank too much and was like drunk on the job. Uh, oh, we did have a guy fuck at the airport. He was running, man, I don't even remember what machine he was running. I want to say it was like the PC 800 pulling concrete and the guy kept fucking going to sleep. Yeah. Like legit. Like he would just fall just, asleep while he's operating. Yeah. I could see and that. then all of a sudden the machine would start swinging or the boom would start going down or the stick would start going out. And you're just like the most expensive machine on the job. Yeah. Just let's put him in that smoking one. Smoking it and up. The, my favorite part is they didn't yank him out of it till like noon. It's like, why the fuck did it take that long? Yeah. Like, that should have been yeah. a little like once or twice. And then you're out, bud. So <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, I've seen it work both ways. Like I said, when you had hot rod there and then you had chompers there. Yeah. Um, you know, it went back and forth, man. The diverse contrast of potheads it, on the job. You know, it, it, <laughs> I bet I guarantee you if 50 to 60% of the people that are going to listen to this are smokers every day. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the other people would be like, I don't do that until the weekend. So, so I don't, I don't know this officially, but unofficially I know this. Uh, when I was at Dan's, they absolutely had a clean and a dirty list internally that they knew about because well there's there's pre employment clean and dirty then there's you know your shit clean and dirty list well so so what happened I, I'll I'll tell you my story is I hired in them with them um at my old employer I had just gone and taken my DOT piss test I had just done my random piss test at the old employer. And then I had just done my pre-employment piss test with Dan's. And then, man, there was one other. Maybe it was for another job. Or no, no, no. It was for my annual. I, I can't remember if it was my annual physical. I had done four piss tests in the span of about a month and a half. Oh, yeah. And so at this point, I'm like, I'm on the gravy train. <clears throat> like, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get, I'm, gone, I'm not going to have to take a piss test for a while. Right. And I just got this brand new job. I'm going to go home. And I'm going to celebratory light up because it's been like a month and a half since I've been able to smoke because my old employer, he was cool. He's like, yeah, we're going to send you in for a quote unquote random piss test here in the next 30 days. Wink, wink. It's like mm, message received, Captain. And so I would not smoke for 30 days. And uh, and so I'm coming off like this month and a half because because I had gone and taken the random. Then I had done my DOT physical, which was another yeah. one. So I had been like a month and a half, two months. So I get this new job and I'm like, fuck, I'm set. I'm not, I'm not going to go back to smoking full time. Cause I know this new place randoms and, but there's no way they're going to pull me out of the barrel being here for a week. So sure enough, I took up, enjoy myself. And like three days later, I'm on the job. I'm running my dozer and the foreman comes down and he's like, uh, I need you to go take a piss test. And I was like, no, no, you don't. He goes, what do you mean? I said, just tired in, just did unemployment. He's like, oh, okay. So he comes, he goes to his truck, makes a phone call, comes back. Yeah, they said it's for your DOT. I said, nope, that ain't true because I just took that last month of my old employer. I'm set for a year for DOT. Oh, okay. So he goes back to his truck, <laughs> makes another phone call, comes back a third time, and he's like, yeah, it turns out it's just a random. They pulled you for a random. And I just flat out leveled with him. I was like, dude, if you make me go take this piss test, I will not have a job at the end of the day. Right. He goes, really? I said, yeah. I just took four fucking piss tests in the last month and a half. 
I figured I was safe. My mistake. I fucking smoked two nights ago. I, right. I ain't going to pass. He's like, all right, let me see what I can do. So he goes back to his truck, comes back like 10 minutes later. He's like, hey, you're fine. They're going to send someone else. <laughs> and guess what? I was with that company for five and a half years. I never got asked to take a piss test again. Right. But I had a buddy of mine that, that I knew definitively did not smoke. And he got popped three times at the time that I was there. Oh, yeah. And that's when I was like, ah, I got the game now. Like, they've got their clean pool that they randomly pick from. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, but that's just kind of how the trades, <laughs> the trades work anymore. Like, you know, you got the guys that drink a little too much. You got the rough crowd, the party crowd, <clears throat> the guys that kind of hit the moon every so often to, you know, Man, they make us a lot of fucking money. Yep. So, I mean, you kind of, you kind of, you got to roll board. with it. And that's, and that's, so for those of you listening that don't really understand the dynamics of why drug testing is the way that it is, um, and, and ultimately it doesn't matter how your employer feels about drug testing, it's insurance companies that determine that. Yeah. It's not your employer sitting and just so you direct your anger in the right way. You know, you might have a dick employer that's like, fuck drugs and weed is terrible. Okay, he's a dick, but they got to get so many on record, though. When it comes to why companies have to drug test, it doesn't have anything to do with the actual employer. It has to do with the insurance companies. The insurance companies require them to do random drug testing in order to provide insurance. And so the sad thing about the the trades, and I'm sorry for the voice cracking. I know I sound like a 12 year old boy right now. He's growing up. I'm growing growing up. My balls are dropping. Uh, but my allergies are still going nuts. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm having a rough time right yeah, now. Yeah, it's Don't been rough. That. That's why you hear us coughing on the microphones. <clears throat> this this one and last week's podcast, we were both coughing. So anyway, back to the story. Um, that's why your employer, regardless of their stance on, on weed and drug testing, they have to test. The insurance company requires it. And unfortunately, uh, that's why any sort of legalization legislation that comes through for weed isn't materially going to impact the trades. Like, I hate to say that because I, I am just right there with everybody else. I would love for drug testing to go away. It's a, it's a work hard, play hard kind of attitude. It is. And the, and the sad know. thing, the, the entire industry recognizes if you were to walk onto a job site tomorrow, you would have nobody. Dude. Exactly. And you piss tested everybody on a, on and don't even leave it at the dirt world. Let's go on a fucking Amazon warehouse job and we're taking all the trades. You're getting drug tested right now. You would have 10% of the entire work site left. Yeah. Everybody else would be sitting at home. Yep. Like it's widely accepted. <laughs> yeah. But it's never going to change until the insurance companies decide and it to gets, change. And it gets worse with the high profile jobs, high profile companies. You know, once you start getting over a uh, hundred, you know, 50 to a hundred employer kind of yeah, The insurance company, companies get way stricter. You know, it's a lot more random. It's a lot more in-house. It's a lot more testing. I mean, you work for a government agency, you know, it's the same way, but it's, it's just a random, like they're not trying to discriminate, but. We got to pull some people and we got to do some testing. I mean, there's no way around it. Yep. Um, Unfortunately, that's just where we're at on that. Yeah. But it's not going to ever stop. It's never going to go away. I mean, I just don't understand, though, how drinking is okay because the next day, but you can't go smoke weed. 
and then show up the next day. Yeah, and that's where you get into the you you piss you piss the alcohol out right away, right? You could still wake up hungover, and it's not even just hungover. Fuck, you still wake up drunk the next morning, depending on how much you drank and how late you drank. Right, but it actually affects you the next day versus materially yesterday that was high. You know, being pretty efficient today. So yeah, yep. You know, it. There's no target. There's no. I mean, you could look at some people and be like. There's no fucking way you pass a drug test, dude. There's no way. Yes. And then you see his skill set on a job, and you're like, I will never send you for a drug test. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you will definitely make the list, dude. I to, will pee in a cup on your behalf so that yeah. you will stay here. <laughs> I, will, I will get this done. Do not worry. Just show up. Yeah, drug testing is one of those things. It's just when you really go down the path of, of how infrequently it works you know they need to they need to change it more towards like a safety record like if you fuck up all the time you know maybe maybe we should start doing a little more testing on the fuck up well and that's a not whole other just, aspect not of it. just oh you had an accident today like ah he fucked up once okay twice okay oh a different yeah. employer okay yep. kind of like a driver driver's right. license record yep. and then start going you know this guy this guy over here uh, we're going to have to keep an eye on him. He's coming in at like a medium risk on drug testing. It's fucked up some shit. Like you can't, you can't just single everybody out either that way. Cause it just, you know, you can't discriminate. Well, and, that's, and that's where you cross over into getting into when there's a job site accident. So prime example, uh, when I was working at Dan's, I was running a loader and uh, we had a couple, we had a lane shut down. And so there was the the exit coming out of the parking lot. You had to cross over the lane that we were working on that was shut down. And then you got to the active lane. So anyone exiting this parking lot had to travel through our job site and then turn onto the road. And so I'm coming down the road one day in my loader. And this girl, she's probably, I don't know, 19, 20. She was young. Uh, totally 100% not paying attention whatsoever. And I'm watching her. She's coming up to to where she needs to cross my lane. And she's looking the opposite direction in traffic. And I'm like, okay. So I slowed way down because I figured eventually she's going to look back at me. Right? Because in order to turn right, she's got to look left to make sure no cars are coming, which means naturally she's going to see a giant fucking loader sitting 20 feet from her. So I slow way down. I'm creeping, creeping, creeping. And she stops before she gets onto the job. And she's still looking off to the right. I don't know what the fuck she was looking at, but she's looking off to the right. I'm like, okay. So I'm right on top of her now. I'm like, well, fuck, I'm just going to go ahead and go because she's got to check left before she just hammers on the gas. Like any sane human being would do that because it's suicide to just jump out in traffic without looking. So I hit the gas and I start going. Next thing I know, she doesn't even, doesn't even bat an eye my direction. Just hammers on the gas to pull out into traffic. Doesn't even care. Doesn't even care. And so at this point, I'm like three quarters of the way across in front of her. I don't have the option to break. So I hammer the gas down on the loader to try to get out from, from being in front of her. She smacks right into the rear loader tire. Awesome. And yeah, you know, you know, I'm in this huge, I, this was a, uh, I think a Komatsu WA320, not a little loader. Right. Can't miss it. Dude, Bright I yellow. barely even felt a thump in the cab and the whole front quarter of her car is just this crumpled mess. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. 
I'm like, fantastic. So I pull the loader forward in order for us to not be in the middle of the intersection so that we can figure out what we need to do here. She apparently took that as she finally realized what a fucking idiot she was. Then she panicked and she just drives off. Thank God. That's what I said. I was like, thank you. You made my day so much better. And where I'm ultimately going with this whole story is that was not even remotely close to being my fault. Yeah. I had zero fault in that accident. That was 100% her being a terrible driver and not looking at what she was doing. However, because of our fucked up system, that would have been an automatic piss test for me. And I yeah. would have lost my job for something that I had no responsibility. Well, and in. that's where everything's going anymore is like the insurance. It, they're looking for somebody to blame. They're looking Always. for something to Always. blame. Because once they can put the blame on it, it stops. Right. Right. So you could... Like you just said, you could just be sitting there. Somebody hits you, even though it was their fucking fault totally. If you pissed dirty or you're drunk from the night before, even though you had no... Nothing to do with it. No issues going on, nothing to do with it. They right. hit you. You're automatically fired. Their insurance company's getting jacked. Like, they're paying fines. Like right, right. That's the issue with... With the current system. Yeah. The current system is fucked. The, the laws and regulations, like... They're they're in place for a certain reason. Why are you the way that you are? I don't know. I ask that every day. <laughs> no, that's for the insurance companies. Like, why are you that way? Like, why but, do you have to be an asshole? You know, everything, like, so one person makes a fuck up, and then they try to basically just make, like, a rule that's going to just catch everything in an umbrella. Like, I know that you didn't fuck up over here, but you're in the scope of what's in the realm. You're all going down for yeah. someone's fuck up. Like, right. So they just they keep changing all these rules and laws, but you know one job I would smoke weed on. What's that? Is the guy that's got to clean the fucking shitters on a job site? Yeah, that would one hundred percent be worth smoking weed. And- so yeah, just imagine, dude, like opening the door, fucking the log cabin is just stacked the fuck up to the roof, shit everywhere. Like yeah, dude. And how the, the, how could the you day, do that soberly? Be the like, worst ah. thing that could happen is you get drug tested and lose your job, in which case I would consider that a win. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you the, I'll tell you a funny story. I was sitting. This this is their attitude every time. I am tired. Every time <laughs> that shit house shit. door. Yeah, yeah. Every time that shit house door so, opens. Dude, get this. I shipped the guys home the one day. I was sitting in Colorado on a job site. <laughs> And we're just, we're going through all the line items, scope of work, planning out like the rest of the week. It was raining all week long. So like I said, we cut the guys loose early that day. And the way the company trucks were parked in my view of my window, I was the younger on seniority. So I was looking at the shitters. The bastards took the view. Yep. So I'm sitting here and every time the fucking shit truck would come on you could smell the oh, aroma of so everything good. man it churns it it really <laughs> yeah it, it uh, unleashes the really ripe stuff yeah it churns it dude it's so, so like you can't just help but look and be like oh dude yeah that job would just fucking suck like you can taste it right yeah, yeah. And i'm like oh, someone ate corn last night yeah <laughs> but so i'm bad. like but i'm so like you know right. i'm like that job <laughs> that job would just fucking suck yeah but i'm like thankfully that man show up do his job right 100 i'm like i don't know how he's doing it couldn't do that. No, I couldn't. You know, even and though so, you keep trying to make me, you know, Rick right. is convinced that we need to go buy a shit truck and start we're, pumping. We're tanks. buying a shit truck. And, and I keep telling him I'm not getting my CDL again and there's no way in hell I'm driving a shit truck. Well, after this story, you're going to want to fucking drive the shit truck and pull I the hose and pump the septic. No tank. desire. So watch this dude, <laughs> this, this poor soul 
is cleaning the shitters, and there's like six of them. And he gets down to like the last two. And I'm just like, dude, just fucking hurry up. I can't even concentrate, yeah. right? And all of a sudden, he's in there. So I'm back to the computer, typing and doing my thing. And all of a sudden, I hear, bam, the fucking holes blew apart. Oh. And you hear somebody, ah, <laughs> fucking screaming. <laughs> the fucking hose. You got messed up, man. The hose is in the porta john whipping the dude. He's trying to grab a hold of it. And like, dude, there's shit fucking flying everywhere. So he comes out and it's like the dude trying to wrestle the hose. He's on the ground hanging onto his fucking hose that went into like from the suction to a reverse vacuum. Oh, something happened and like the blowing shit. It was blowing shit. Says sucking shit. And next thing you know, this fucking hose is flying all over. It covers the fucking job trailer oh. on my window. The fucking shit and toilet paper's oozing down my Ooh, fucking window. God. This dude was everywhere. I'm I grabbed a garbage can. I start fucking vomiting. Yeah. You know, this poor soul's out there just covered in <laughs> shit. Finally, he just decides to let go of the hose. I am tired. Yeah. He goes over and he's trying to shut the fucking valve off. Can't get the valve to shut off. So he opens the door with his hose going crazy, jumps in the truck, covered in human waste, yeah. shuts the fucking truck down, and now, like, it's just dead silence. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, what happens now? Yeah. I'm like, I don't even want to go outside. We're going to need another shit truck. So th- <laughs> thankfully, there was a back door. And I'm like, I'm about to go out the back door to see how bad it is. And all of a sudden, I hear, shh, this, he gets the truck running back, and I'm like, oh, God. So he got the pressure washer out? He's got the the garden hose, and he's rinsing off my window. Nice. Thinking that, you know, he's doing me justice. Yeah. I wish he it was just left covered in shit, because when that shit went washing down, and I seen that I left my fucking truck window down. Oh. In the rainstorm. Oh. Now there's fucking oh. human oh. shit inside the pickup. Yeah. Did you sell it? It was a company truck. I called the fucking nearest detail, dude. Yeah. We're and was need- like, here's the company credit card, yeah. bud. Whatever you need to charge. Yeah. So I, I literally took off like some of my clothes and sold to other guys so we could get this dude dressed up. Like he was out there yeah. rinsing down. Oh. And the one superintendent's out there hosing him down like the dude's like butt ass naked into his underwear. And he, we're like, here's some clothes for you, dude. Like yeah. you deserve it and earn it. And best of luck. Yes. You know? Tell so, your but, boss you, you know, need a raise. They, yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess that would be a job like maybe I'd smoke some weed on yeah. daily, maybe even during. Like but they 100% did one hundred percent. But I they would be did the end of story. The job. They did uh end of story. Like they did bring a power washing company out. Yeah. Um I didn't get my pickup truck back for like four days. Um because they had to reupholster it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty rough, dude. Like I didn't even go out there. Like I just straight up called the record company. The record company. Yeah, hooked, you just come take care of it. it. Yeah, took I'm it not, to the yeah. detail company. So I mean, with all that being said, it can't be that bad, if, dude. If we own a shit truck and you're pulling the hose, see, you just you're tell opening that story. the box. You come. You came out of that story with a totally different conclusion. I, than I, I came did. out there clean, dude. Yeah. I was still clean. Oh yeah. You see how this is going to go? You're going to be like the shit guy that drives exactly. a truck. Exactly. You guys are yeah. you're coming out of this with a totally different conclusion cuz my conclusion is there ain't no fucking way I'm getting my CDL again. 
after that story. Hey, look, I'll just buy a truck that don't need a CDL. And and you How about will, a chauffeur's license? And yeah. and we'll just even scratch that. Dude. You're gonna chauffeur turds around town? <laughs> We're gonna be the number one in the number the two. The number business. one in the number two business. Yeah, that's right. We gonna we gonna deal with your poo like Winnie the Pooh. One of the trucks that used to come into the Home Depot I worked at on the back of it said, Your shit <laughs> is my bread and butter. <laughs> that's no that lie, baby. Yeah. That's called the honey pot. Yeah, I'm sorry. The those trucks, God, every time they come out on site, if you've never, if you've not, we're talking to a bunch of trades guys, you well, had to have experienced it, I mean, but just we, in we, case you haven't. We could be de- talking to someone in a cubicle that's, that's true. just like, if you've never experienced mind it before, blown with these conversations, these trucks have these pumps that when they suck the shit out, the smell, it churns it and then it puts <clears> it into this tank. Well, as the tank fills with shit. The air has to go somewhere, and it vents out the top of the truck. Yes. And you can be, like, no exaggeration, you can be, like, four or 500 yards away from where the truck is actually doing the business of sucking out the shit house, and you will 1,000% taste it in the yeah. cab, enclosed cab with the air conditioned, pressurized cab, oh, and yeah. you can taste the shit. Yeah. Because it is that thick in the air when one of these but trucks is going. You know, to town. when you do smell that, that's when you know that's the time to start walking towards the outhouse because it's going to be a clean shitter when you get there. So it will be clean, but they douse it down with their water hose. So generally, I my general rule of thumb is you wait about a half hour on a nice sunny day because that lets all of that humid water kind of evaporate off, and then you've got a beautifully pristine shit house that you can go in with your personal roll of toilet paper and you can have yourself a nice sit down and it smells pretty rosy when it's just the blue water. You just made an outhouse sound so delightful. Well, a shit. but now, now we get into the dangers of a, of a clean shit house. The one thing no one ever talks to you about, and here's your hot tip. If you're new to the industry, no one ever warns you about the Smurf butt. So when you go into a nice empty shitter, your initial impression is this is I'm like I am in my own palace here and it is it is beautiful and clean. I don't have to deal with anyone else's shit. Yeah. And it's all fun and games <clears throat> until that first turd hits the blue water. And it comes up and, and splashes the, the bottom. The kiss of Poseidon <laughs> <laughs> on your asshole and you realize that did that's you, the blue did you water. Did you actually watch it? No, 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 no. Oh. You just, you, we've all, don't act like you haven't been there. We all know what it is. Yeah, you know. It, you you, you get the drop, fresh, the plop, cold and then all of a sudden Woo! it's like, whoa, hey yeah. there, hey. God dang it. <laughs> Except in the outhouse, it's the blue water. Yeah. And you know they don't 100% clean those well, tanks that's fresh out. water. They it's, just, they that's just. not fresh just, water that's touching your bunghole. Are you Rick. sure? They oh. just dye the wastewater and. Backwash oh, no, it a little. It's got the. It's got. Well, oh. but the thing is, you can't ever one hundred percent clean all the shit out of that thing with that vacuum tube. You know, there's a little shit back in there. Yeah, you know the backwash. And so when you get that little mm. Smurf butt, mm. it's it's not just the blue water. I, I hope these people ain't eating lunch or something as they're listening. Yeah, to I'm this sorry, shit. guys. I'm hey, sorry. We I should got, talk. I we got, were good on the weed conversation. And I got, then we really I got went one on. more. All about, right, what about is the it? shitter? What is it? So. When I was working on the side of the mountains, like the Porta John constantly moved for the job site. The further as we went up or the further as we went down, you had to keep the Porta John within so many feet of the, the job, right? Because right? we were mobile. So we were developing this road and we got all the way to the top. So we're finally starting to do the site prep cleanup and we're going to mobilization back down the hillside. <clears throat> 
So <clears throat> there was probably, I don't know, 20-ish or so guys still up at the top, and I was running the wheel loader today. And uh, I went into the bathroom. I parked the loader in front, went into the bathroom, and then I w- walked around to make sure no- nothing else was around the backside. So I walked around the loader, got up in the loader, and in the meantime, I jump in, I turn the safety back off, and I get in there, and I start scooping up the outhouse. Yep. And I pick it up, and um, I didn't know that there was a ride control button that would, like, not keep the house Ease. from bouncing yeah. up and down. yeah. So I'm going, <coughs> I back up, and I start going down the mountain. And the Got fast, a little bounce to her? Yeah, as the faster the loader went, the higher that the outhouse bounced. Yep. And I got like kind of out of control. Yep. So I was like a bucking horse, dude. I was fucking yeah. the shit out of the steering wheel. Like I was just. Yep. Yep. So I'm trying to slow it back down. Well, I finally get all but you the can't way down. slow down. Right. You, you can't, can't just hammer on the brakes because <laughs> no, then, then the off outhouse. goes the shit house. Yep. Right. I get all the way down the mountain and I set it out and I set it down and I back up. And the door comes flying open. Like a spider monkey, dude. (laughs) This dude come out covered with the blue Poseidon. Matter in hell. He was on the fucking side of the door, rips the door open, like trying to rip me out of the machine. He was so pissed. Lock the door. Yeah. And I was like, dude, (laughs) there was nobody in there, man. I went, literally just checked it, walked around it. And I said, what idiot? Walks into the porta giant with the loader sitting, sitting right in, right front, in of front of it with the forks on. Right, like you didn't yell. <laughs> That's you didn't your do bad, nothing. man. He's like, like, I was yelling. It's like, oh, like I'm going to hear right. you. Right, and then close. Yeah, yeah. So those yep. are my two shit stories. Yeah, yeah. They were lovely. Thank you for sharing those. Well, right. you know, I'm glad I gave that out. <laughs> Absolutely. Those are the memories that I have to live with visually, and now yeah. I am passing it along. I I appreciate that because you know I don't think they're pretty good. You, everybody's got them. Oh, yeah. You, you can't get in this industry and not come out of oh, it with yeah. a shithouse story. Like, come on. You've never backed like a pickup up to the door and left another employee so, in there for a little bit. Surprisingly enough, I, I have not done that. And I was always, I would like double and triple check to make sure no one was in the shithouse before I took it down the road. Because that was like one of my big paranoid things is that I was one of these days going to pick one up. There was going to be some guy in it, and then I was going to do something where it spilled off to the side, and I was going to be responsible for covering someone and shit. Yeah, but, you know, people pay big money for, like, a mud bath. It's a different kind of mud, though. (laughs) But they pay serious money. They do. Yes, they do. I don't know, man. I just got to watch those outhouses. You do have to watch those outhouses. You know, it's just... And and I'll give you a sound piece of advice. Make sure you put some sandbags in the bottom of those babies. Uh, otherwise, the first little windstorm that comes up, you're going to be on for a ride. And and most of the time, those rides don't end well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I've, I've picked up my share of fallen <laughs> shithouses. That's, <laughs> you know, that's the other part. We talk about being a loader operator. I talk about it all the time on my channel. I've talked about it here on the podcast. But, you know, that's one of those other small details of the industry that no one really reveals to you until you find yourself in that position of being the loader man on a job. The shit houses are now your responsibility to transport those around. And likewise, when they fall over, you got to go over there and fork them up, you know, and get them back upright again. Yeah. And they don't smell good when they've been on their oh, side. No. 
And now, luckily, I get to do it with my forks. So I'm not getting out of the cab. But still, right. the stench, again, anytime you jostle the turds, they release, like, it, you could it's you could just have, an aroma of perfume. Yeah, you could you could have shit sitting for like four or five weeks to where most of the the surface level smell has has kind of evaporated off. But if you disturb the turd pile, like yeah. a whole new wave. Yeah, that would be like thick and that'd rich. be like the perfume that I would put on a pig. Uh yes. Yeah, I I, I think. Like I if think, you had to make a perfume or a cologne for a pig, like that's honestly, what I think. Honestly, I think the pig would even find that offensive. You think? Like it's that bad. Mm. It's terrible. It's mm. so and it's pun it like it stings, literally stings the nostrils because it is it's like they it sits in there and kind of it's like a pot still. It really just it lets all the like easy poo gases waft away. Yeah, that's true. And it just distills down into this very rancid you poo know, gas. You know, speaking of all that, I wonder how many guys listening here on the radio like just dine and dash, like stop at McDonald's early in the morning to do their business to run away. Cause like, if I do something like that, I feel like I got to buy a Coke or a coffee or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, I feel like, like leaving a tip on the end table. For yeah. The like, you know, do, you know, just doing like the deed. Like I, I got to give them something. I feel that way about gas stations. If I go in a gas station, I drop a deuce. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll buy a candy bar. You yeah, know, right. A tip for tat. Right. I mean, you know, you see the guys just like beeline out the door, pff, gone. Yeah. It's like don't do the walk of shame. Yeah, like be a man yeah. about it. Man you got up. toilet paper on your shoe, boy. Yeah, you know, be a man about it. Go buy a Snickers. Right, spend a couple bucks. Yeah, they they spent fifteen dollars an hour to clean that thing <laughs> for you. Right. That's right. You know, you got to give back. It's just it's just crazy, man. I can't believe we're talking about poo this long. I, so I will doing? say, I will say, I was a little apprehensive to go down this road, but at the same time, I feel like enough guys and girls, because let's be honest, girls have it a lot worse than we do because we get to stand for half our business. They're sitting for all of it. But I will say that I think everyone in this industry has had enough shithouse experiences uh, that this is relatable material. It is. It is. You know, if you're in the trades, you you all have outhouse experience. You got the gas station, McDonald's experience. Yes. Like, you know, you got the freaking guys going down the road that got the woods experience. That's true. I got another one. Oh, no. Yeah. The so, woods. Oh, yeah. So listen to this. I've got a woods story. All I'm right. not going to tell it, You got, but I've got one. Brian, you don't have to talk about a woods story, dude. I'm talking about a guy going to the bathroom in the woods. That's what I'm talking about. You're taking this a whole different conversation. <laughs> well, that's a different woods story. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so when I was working, I was working at the road commission for a few years and, uh, his, his name was Kim. I won't say his last name in case he's listening to the podcast. Yep. Great dude. Old gentleman. Had like bowel syndrome problems. And uh, he was the kind of guy that would climb up in the back of the dump truck. Oh, those are the worst. And drop a bomb. Stay right? away from my truck. <clears throat> so <clears throat> we're, we're working. We're doing, I don't know, some ditching down the road or whatever. Thinking we're in the middle of fucking nowhere. And we're working right up to a woods. It's probably like 40 or 80 acres. And Kim goes wandering into the woods with his toilet paper. You know, he's got his, like his little, he packs in like, yeah, he's got all the utensils you, and you everything. Got, like a little, a little bathroom toolbox you carry yeah. out there with you. Yep. You, you know, got your and, wipes and your yep. toilet paper, maybe yep. a little and newspaper for reading material. Yeah. And he, <laughs> and he goes wandering into woods, man. It's been a while. Yeah. And Might have to send out a search party. <laughs> yeah, and all of a sudden, here come Kim back. And this old dude, he had to be, I don't know, 
late late fifties, early sixties, and he comes in and he kinda looked like Shrek. Right? Real tall, gumpy and a smile, like the way he talked, it was just funny. And he comes back, he's oh, oh shit. Oh oh you guys won't believe. Oh, we're about to believe, right? And he comes in, he's like, You guys won't believe. Well, Kim, we're gonna believe. So he gets talking and he's like I walked all the way into the woods to take a shit and I'm hunched over up against this tree doing my thing and all of a sudden like a couple of minutes go by and he's doing his thing. He's like, I hear this guy going, Hey, Hey you, <laughs> that would be the worst. And he says, he's looking around like, what the fuck? Yeah. And he looks up, there's a bow hunter oh, up in a tree stand looking God, straight that's down. Uncomfortable. He said, oh, that he is said he didn't even finish. He was still shitting as he's pulling up his pants. He comes <laughs> running out the woods, dude. Oh, I can't, I can't imagine this. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> you, you imagine, you imagine, imagine sitting a more up there. uncomfortable situation. I'm gonna get me. I'm gonna get me the big buck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, uh, and that's the thing too is like I think about it from the perspective of the pooper, but the the victim in the tree is yeah. really the travesty but, here. But who do you feel more sympathy for? I don't the, know. The guy that like, climbed the tree or the guy that had to go. Like, that's the thing. You start unpeeling the, the onion layers of this story and it's like, yeah. well, now I'm conflicted on who I feel worse for. Do I feel worse for the guy on the ground or the guy who was just trying to mind his own business right. and some guy comes up and shits against <laughs> his tree? Like, <laughs> right. And this, the best part is your buddy Kim gets to run away. That guy in the tree stand has up to come out the of the aroma, tree, climbing yeah, down, climbing down over top of the shit pile, yeah. it. <laughs> like, drops his fucking bow in the pile of poo. Oh god, that's yeah. bad. That's bad. Oh my god. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't even know where to go from here. That was like, rough, dude. That was a that was a rough uh, follow up behind. Like I think I just crushed the episode with that. Yeah, I I think we need to wrap this one up just because I don't know where we go from here. I don't know how to get out of that's the poo hole. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to get out of the pool hole we're in. So uh, I'm in agreement. Let's wrap this one up. Thank you guys again for listening uh, and sticking with us. I apologize at the gratuitous. We all got the stories. We yeah, all got we, the yeah, stories. It's all relatable. You, you guys, guys drop you guys drop some comments. Uh, follow up with us. Ship us some emails, whatever, and get the stories out to us. We'll get them on the air. Absolutely. Dieselandironproductions.com. Look for the podcast tab over on the sidebar. In about two weeks, I think we're about to do a couple live streams, maybe. Yeah, we might be doing right. some live streams on the YouTube channel, so stay, stay posted tuned. for those. We'll catch you guys on the next episode.